Hi, welcome back to the second episode of my podcast. Um, Once again, I'd appreciate if you could fill out a feedback form that I've left in the description part of the episode. It just tells me what I could have done different and anything new that you've learned. Thank you. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast. Uh, Before we start, I'd like to remind you once again that I'd appreciate you can leave me a review towards the end on anything new that you've learned or anything that you'd like me to improve. Um, so before we begin with the questions, could you please tell us a bit about yourself, um, your um, business, and how you got into it initially? Yes, my name is Austin Petrie, and I'm one of the co-founders of Rollin' and Bowlin', which is a acai bowl smoothie uh, toast kind of health food cafe and that is now expanding into retail with a retail product that is a single serve smoothie acai bowl pouch where you just tear it open pour liquid in throw it in your blender um, and so we initially started actually in a food trailer in a food truck essentially right in our senior year in college and once we graduated we ran that food truck every day like a restaurant so we were parked in front of a gym right outside of tcu's campus texas christian university in fort worth texas so we were parked outside of that gym every single day and we opened like a restaurant and then over time we just started to gain a lot of traction with tcu students who we were really marketing to yeah and then we would come we would do catering events for tcu and there'd be a line down the block and Eventually, we uh, progressed into a brick and mortar, an actual storefront on TCU's campus. Yeah. And we ran that for a year. It it went really well. And then we opened up at other universities. And so now we found our niche of expanding uh, our acai bowl smoothie toast cafe through college campuses specifically in hopes to grow all over the country and then also to potentially corporate campuses, um, to airports. And then when COVID hit, that is when we launched yeah. our single serve pouches into retailer, and we also do direct to consumer, where we ship out our smoothies directly to people's doorsteps all over the country. That's that's really interesting. And just um, talking about COVID, back you know that over the course of that one week in March when it all began, like eight months ago, um, how did you initially try to adjust to all of this, like in terms of Absolutely. like changing your business model and all the shutdowns? Yeah, that's a, a great question. That's obviously very topical. Everyone's yeah. trying to still figure it out. But <laughs> being in the hospitality and specifically the restaurant business was difficult enough as is. Yes, but yes, since yes. we are on college campuses, it was almost even more difficult because we didn't have the option to still at least go to our go to our kitchen and mm-hmm. cook and do you know takeout or delivery or anything like that because the universities were completely closed. Yeah, we couldn't yeah. access our kitchens at all. And so back in March, right when we heard, so it, it actually happened when most of our universities, they were Shut all down, yeah. spring break. Yeah. And, and so right when we heard that students may not come back and universities may close, it was very early on in March, we immediately said, we're not going to wait. We're, let's do something about this immediately. So we all got on a call, all of our team, and we just kind of brainstormed ideas. And we actually had this idea in the back of our minds before of shipping out our smoothies to anyone all over the country. Because since we are only on 
college campuses. Yeah. It kind of restricts us. Like a lot of people can't come in like a normal restaurant. A lot of people just within the city can't come in unless they're a student and get yeah, our product. Yeah. And then when students go off when they're out of school during summer and during fall break, Christmas break, all those different times of the year, they can't get our product. So then we've always had this idea again in the back of our mind. Yeah. Let's have our product accessible all year round. And so once COVID hit, we got on a call and we said, let's, let's kind of flush this project, this idea out. And it gave us the time to really launch that. And literally from inception, from the time we started talking about that idea, it took us two months. And after two months, maybe even more less than that, we were already shipping, shipping products. products out all yeah. over the country. Um, just speaking about like having so many EFU um, locations on college campuses, do you see now with like your new business model with like shipping them out, do you see um, big differences in your target audiences in terms of um, the like smoothies or acai bowls in general usually target that kind of young college campus crowd? Is there yeah. like a vast difference in it right now? Yeah, that's, that's a and a great question because when we do pitch universities sometimes it, the people who we're pitching to who are like the dining directors of the universities usually they're a little bit of an older crowd and just like you said like they don't understand it yeah we tell, them we're, we're, we tell them that these students love acai bowls they eat them for breakfast lunch and dinner and they they're like what's an acai bowl why would someone you know this isn't they always ask well where are your sandwiches and yeah, so yeah. You don't need yeah. It's very filling, and we have open-faced toast sandwiches. But um, sometimes the the concept just doesn't land with a little bit of an older crowd, as you said. But with that, we did have to completely kind of readjust our marketing strategy and try and target yeah. a different audience. So right now, like we're still targeting a, a lot of students. Still, will order our product, but it's only during the summer, summer when yeah. they're off school. Because otherwise, they, you know, on campus. And so now we're kind of targeting like families and and moms who want to, you know, provide something for their kids, whether they're newborns yeah. or they're college students living at home. Like it, it doesn't really matter. And it's just a very convenient way because everything is pre-portioned. Everything is, you know, already there, and they're yeah. genuinely healthy. We don't add any sugars. They're vegan. They're um, you name it, it would we'll probably have that kind of um, very health-forward company. So yeah, that's it, it. Definitely have to change our marketing strategy and going completely online from brick and mortar. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah, it, it's just a completely different different world. And for like your locations that were physical, um, did you see any? What were the like speaking with restaurants and like cafes in general that we saw even within like Texas? Um, yeah. th- the cases would start spiking up again, and usually they would be the first ones to um, reduce their capacity or shut down initially. So what were, how did you adjust with the constant changes in mandates and um, capacity restrictions? Yeah, every single day is completely different. different I mean, yeah. we're, we're looking and always waiting for updated legislation, like you said, from the government or anyone. But for the most part, since we are on university campuses, we do kind of have to abide by those rules of the university. Universities, yeah. So, and, they, and, and of course, they're being extra cautious, and therefore we are too, and we, we would be anyways. But, for example, at our TCU location, which is kind of our flagship our, and most popular store, our first store we open, 
um, we had to, we were used to be operating inside the recreation center, but then they had to kind of close down the recreation center and it was by appointment only. So you had to make an appointment. It was very limited mm-hmm. to, uh, as to how many people could go into the rec center to work out. And it wouldn't have been good, good business for us. Um, so the university relocated us to a more central part on campus where they have like a Starbucks and right under their main cafeteria. But it's a much, much smaller space. So we yeah. had to condense our menu. And this is still how we're operating currently. We had to, we're producing everything. We're making fresh blends, you know, at 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the recreation center. And then we're having to literally cart them, walk them over across campus to uh, the new facility that we're serving in. And so then we're just almost like scooping for a bowl. And then we already have everything pre-blended, but yeah. it's still freshly made, which is something that's really important to us. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a but it's a completely different process. And mm-hmm. to be honest, uh, this is another kind of idea we've had for a while because one of the issues that we had was our speed of service before. We proudly make everything like made to order. Everyone mm-hmm. customizes things. But now with this, we figured out a way where we can still have everything freshly made, consistency is good, and we can get our product out a lot quicker Quickly. by preparing yeah. it all early in the morning. So this is something that we're actually going to run with in the future, even future. after COVID. Yeah. So we like to think of this as a really opportunity time. And that brings me to my next question. Like um, You mentioned that yeah. there were a lot of changes in marketing and advertising. Do you see, like in- including those, do you see anything that you think will be permanent, that you think even after the vaccine or when things start going back to normal, like you mentioned um, pre-packaging, is there any other things that you think are going to be more permanent? Yeah, I think a lot of people are just going to be cooking more at home i mean kind of on the global picture just people are starting to get used to and people are starting to get in somewhat of a routine at home so i think the retail component is really going to take off for us yeah i don't see i see college campuses um of course they're taking all the precautions that they they are rightfully so but i think it will go back to normal eventually yeah and answer your question like as far as marketing we had to we hired someone full-time marketing because with our university campuses usually we don't have to do any marketing to be honest because yeah because that's we i mean we do a lot of like guerrilla marketing like we go into facebook groups like class of 2020 and we'll we'll announce things there yeah we'll get sororities fraternities groups on campus involved and kind of do a lot of word of mouth and since we already have a big network of students it's been really effective for us because we hire a lot of students in our, in our cafes. But as far as the pouches and, you know, that whole side of things, we had to hire someone full time because we just, we didn't know where to begin and Mm -hmm. we didn't have the wherewithal to really focus on that. And that's something that we absolutely are are super happy that we did because it's opened up our schedules a lot and we're going to keep it that way and actually build upon that marketing team down down the line. Yeah. And, um, you said that the locations are in, you know, I, I think you mentioned there were many different cities, like including TCU, there are many different cities. Do you see, um, do you see a lot of differences in terms of, um, demand, obviously based on like the shutdowns or also how you've had to adjust based on where they are? Cause I feel. Yes. That's a, of course, that's a great question. Yeah. So we have one 
we have one location at um, TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. We have one location at Tulane University in New Orleans, Louisiana. And then we had two in Chicago, Illinois. The two in Chicago, Illinois are still closed to this yeah, day. And one some, of them yeah. actually might, will most likely permanently close. Oh, and yeah. it was, you know, because of all this. And it, and it's not like any fault of us. And that yeah, it wasn't it, popular <laughs> enough or anything like that. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy times and then yeah. everyone's kind of transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also opening another location at the University of Denver in oh. January. So we are still trying to really grow and expand yeah. during this time. We're really trying to find opportunity during this time. And we're talking with other universities about still opening even during the pandemic. pandemic yeah. Now that we you know, have kind of practiced this whole semester as far as how we can make our operations more efficient and COVID proof, it's something that universities are looking for because they still want to provide food. Yeah, for yeah. And, um, you know, during the past eight months, you also mentioned that, uh, you also mentioned things about people you know, staying home more and getting into the routine of making their own things. Do you see any differences in between what your your customers like, like or enjoy, like different trends between now and pre-COVID-19? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I specifically haven't seen them, I, but I have read that the health trend is is increasing over yeah. time because I mean everyone is just kind of sitting at home, and if but if you put kind of greasy things and gross things in your body, like you're gonna feel even worse just sitting at home. So yeah. I think more and more people, and I think this was even happening before COVID, that more and more people are starting to eat healthier to really understand the ingredients and having transparency as to what they put in their body. So that's definitely a a trend that I don't see going away that we've always tried to accommodate. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking about there's there's always this new, like since the beginning of this, I think there's this new focus on small businesses and how we can help support small businesses and, even in the best of times, like you said, small businesses and the hospitality industry have their own um, unique set of challenges. And looking at your own, looking at ro- your own business, do you see, in addition to all these like federal aid programs, what do you think um, policymakers or financial institutions or even us as customers can do to respond to the needs of small businesses in general? Absolutely. I mean, the first thing is, is really just supporting uh, so yeah. ordering from our website, you know, ordering from that local place instead of going to the national massive chain, yeah, yeah. that really can make a, a big difference. And and putting your dollars behind it, it really does make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Sharing things on social media, just being yeah. supportive and interactive. I mean, there's a million ways that you can support your local communities and to be honest, we with the, the PPP loan, like the legislation that supported some businesses, and I, they're talking about even releasing something for even smaller businesses, yeah. um, those, that loan really did like save us. And then we've mm-hmm. also had um, some grants within like the city of Fort Worth and like Dallas-Fort Worth area that has really impacted us positively. So little things like that, whether it's legislation or people just buying um, yeah. directly on our side is the biggest, biggest thing. And, you know, how, how do you and your team, like, stay motivated and optimistic in these, you know, uncertain times where everything's changing almost every day? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of people are, are really starting to burn out and yeah. you're just sitting at home all day and you do get unmotivated. And I'll be honest, like our team has been, we're, like I said before, we're very optimistic. And so it's really a mindset of during this time, there's a lot of people going under, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who are unmotivated. And, and at times, I mean, we, we all feel unmotivated too. It's not like we're perfect, but I will say that we have the camaraderie when we get together and we say, how are we going to expand? How are we going to get together and get through this together? Because this is really, really a time for opportunity. And yeah. I know there's, again, a lot of people going under and it. it's, it's really terrible to see. But I also think if you look on the other side, that there is, everything is completely changing. And when things are changing, there's a lot of opportunity. Changes. Yeah, that's a really good point. And like like you said, if since there are a lot of opportunity, do you see any positive impacts, if any, that have come out of all of this? That... Yeah, absolutely. There's there's been a lot. Like I said, with these this pouch idea and that yeah, we're yeah. launching the direct to consumer, and now we are in retailers, and we're trying to expand to retail nationwide. So we're in like central market stores that are in Texas. We want to get into like Sprouts, which we've been talking with Sprouts, which yeah. is a nationwide yeah, yeah. you know retailers so this is something that may not have come out without otherwise. yeah and it, again it's something we've thought about but covid really pushed us to do it and then doing direct to consumer and then also being able to talk to universities now they seem more open to having that discussion about yeah. bringing on uh, and maybe not now is the time but they just seem a little more vulnerable and open to bringing on and having a discussion about a new concept on campus yes, because yes. maybe the concepts currently went out of business business yeah absolutely um and there have obviously been a lot of predictions that recovery for you know the economy in general could take a couple of years what are your Predict predictions about this pandemic in the long run on your own business as well as the hospitality industry in general. That yeah, another great question. Yeah. I'm I'm going to have a disclaimer. I'm not an economist by <laughs> any means. Um, I think eventually the economy. I mean, ever since it started, there's been ups, there's been downs. Downs. Obviously, yeah. you can't you can't predict a global pandemic like Obviously, this. Obviously, yeah. So I think there's still a good amount of time. Because even if they do, you know, get a vaccine, it's still going to take quite a bit to be able to distribute that to yes, a global yes, level. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that we're in, at least in our mindset, we're trying to run our company as if we might be in this pandemic for Forever. another yeah. year. So that's something that we always try and, and keep our minds uh, focused on. And yeah. as far as our company and where we're going and our projection, we're trying to grow as quickly as possible we're trying to grow just as much as we would but whether COVID is here or not yeah. so we want to open up more university locations we want to spread our pouches across nationwide retailers we want to expand our direct-to-consumer business and ship out to people all over the country yeah. and things going to stop us and there's going to be a lot of barriers in the way but we're going to continue, continue to doing it. Yep. keep going and innovate Yep, that's great. Um, do, what advice do you have for other small business owners during this time? You know, like really struggling. Yeah, just start. Number one, I mean, it, that's more so for people who have an idea and they're they're saying, 
and the, they have this inner dialogue saying, man, I have this idea, I wanted to launch it, but COVID just, hit, like yeah. this is the worst time to start a business. I think if you just kind of take a step back and look back at your idea and say, well, how could this work during COVID? Uh, yeah. I think that, again, there's a lot of opportunity there and you, it might be one of the best times to start a business. Yeah. And not many people are saying that, but I truly believe that. And for people who do currently have a business, there is actually a lot of legality out there that does protect small businesses like on a on a small business level someone was just telling me that there's kind of like a clause where you could almost it's almost like a small bankruptcy where you can forgo all of your debt and you can actually retain control and ownership of your company which is really rare and it is yep. something that was that was already passed it's in place that a lot of small businesses don't know about it so you can still survive during this time. I just encourage people to reach out to anyone that they can talk to and really weigh all their options. And also, you know, don't be stubborn. Some people are just saying like, well, if this is going to pass, yeah. I mean, I would again try and envision that this will last a long time and change your business model accordingly. Oh, yeah. Um, th- th- that just brings me to the end of my question. And this has been great. I think the there are a lot of things that, I learned about, um, especially what you said about finding opportunity during this time and changing your business model if you've been thinking about it for a while. I think that's really interesting because a lot of us have just been focusing on those, you know, those negative short-term impacts exactly. the shutdowns are going under. I think it's really important to look at how this pandemic can affect us, you know, obviously very negatively, but even positively in the long term. So thank you so much for that. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our company, the our tagline is spread healthy vibes. So yeah. that's what we try to, try do, to do, whether yeah. it's through food or through, you know, positive mindset, just being a good person. Yeah, that's what we're all about. So I really do think there's, there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of, um, a lot of good can come out of it. Come out of this. Yep, exactly. And I'll have to check that out sometime because uh, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So, th- again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of the podcast. I hope you learned something new. Um, I certainly did. Uh, once again, I'd appreciate if you could leave me a review by filling out the feedback form that I've left in the description part of this particular episode. Thank you.